0: Hello, and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. I think about a week ago, I went through some of the top wide receivers who were going to be free agents this off season. Some of them may have gotten franchise tagged. Some are still set to hit the open market, but I thought today would be a good opportunity to talk about some of the best running backs who may potentially hit free agency. And before I jump into this specific players, I do just wanna cover some of the overall teams who may be looking at the running back position. So we've got teams like the Cardinals, Dolphins, Bills, Buccaneers, Falcons, Texans, maybe the Chiefs looking for like a secondary option, maybe a committee member, and then also the Seattle Seahawks. So when I went through the wide receiver landing spots, there really weren't a ton of top options. I feel like the teams were not super solid, not great quarterbacks. I think a lot of these teams would be really, really solid landing spots for these running backs. And I think, you know, landing spot is going to be very, very important because if you're one of these running backs, and you're going to a team where you can operate as the workhorse, I mean, that could put you up as like a high-end RB2, but if you sign on a team that's known for using a committee, that can just totally tank your value. So I do think just like the NFL draft with draft capital, landing spot is going to be very important, especially with the NFL shifting to more committee-style backfields. But let's get into probably the consensus, number one free agent running back, and that is going to be a Leonard Fournette. I view him as the number one option heading into free agency. I don't think you know he's like a top 10 running back skill-wise, but for fantasy, he has shown the ability that he can carry a workhorse workload while also being a really solid receiver out of the backfield. He really had a career resurgence signing with the Bucks back in 2020. He wasn't super involved in the regular season, but then Rojo was banged up heading into the playoffs and he absolutely dominated in their 2020 Super Bowl run and then just continue that basically all the way through the 2021 season. That last year, he finished as the RB4 in points per game, so a high-end running back one. He was third in the NFL at the running back position in targets and receptions, then fourth in receiving yards, and that was while missing three games. Like I mentioned earlier, I think for Lenny and the rest of these running backs, landing spot is going to be very important, but I would expect a team to pay up a decent amount of money and give Leonard Fournette the workhorse role, you know, to be a really solid fantasy asset with a guy who has potential to be a top 12 option in points per game. Now let's move on to James Conner, who signed a prove it deal last off season, kind of similar to Leonard Fournette, but James Conner just totally outperformed what he was getting paid. I feel like a lot of people kind of thought he was done, washed up, he had a few injury riddled seasons, but he finished as the RB9 in points per game. And that was while operating in a committee chase edmonds for a decent amount of the season he stayed on the field played in 15 of their 17 irregular season games and scored 18 total touchdowns when both connor and chase edmonds were healthy james connor was definitely more of like the early down back the goal line option whereas edmonds was getting a lot of the third down work you know getting the opportunity to be the receiving back but if james connor is given an opportunity with another team or even the cardinals if they do not retain chase edmonds I do think James Conner could be a capable three down back at the NFL level. You know, maybe the concern is the workload. Can he handle, you know, that many hits over a season? But just like skill for skill, when given the opportunity in the receiving game, he excelled in 2021. He actually caught 37 of his 39 total targets for 375 yards and then got into the end zone three times on those 37 receptions. So just really solid, you know, 2021 bounce back year for James Connor. Now let's shift over to Melvin Gordon, who honestly had a really solid under the radar 2021 season. You know, he was definitely overshadowed by Javante Williams, because obviously Williams is the young stud. People wanted him to take over, be the workhorse for the Broncos, but Melvin Gordon proved that he still has some juice left in the tank. He rushed for 919 yards, caught 28 passes for 213 yards and 10 total touchdowns. I feel like probably for all parties, it would be best for Melvin Gordon to move on, at least for fantasy. You know, that would get him out of a committee with Javante Williams. He could potentially be the workhorse somewhere else. Javante would be the workhorse in Denver, but I do think there's a chance they bring him back. You know, I feel like Javante is being valued as if he's guaranteed to be the workhorse heading into the 2022 season. I don't really think that's a guarantee. I could see them wanting to operate a committee. The question is, does Melvin Gordon want to kind of jump back in and be the RB2 on that roster. So something we're just gonna have to wait and see. I just talked about his kind of backfield mate one player ago. The next guy is Chase Edmonds, the second half of that Cardinals backfield. When Edmonds was healthy, he operated as their receiving back. He was a solid producer both in the air and on the ground. Really, the only problem is he struggled to get into the end zone, only scored twice in 12 games. Obviously, when James Conner scoring 18 touchdowns, In 15 games, there's not going to be a ton of opportunities for Chase Edmonds. I don't really see a team handing a three down workload to Chase Edmonds. He's just not that prototypical three down NFL back, but I do think he has a solid floor because at worst, he is going to be a really solid receiving back on a team. So, landing spot could definitely play a factor here. You know, if he's able to get 40% of the carries plus the third down work, I think he could be a solid, you know, like fringe running back two option. Next up, it's going to be Cordero Patterson, who I think had one of the latest career breakouts that I can really think of. The Falcons offense basically struggled everywhere. They were not a good team, but the one area they really excelled in was finally figuring out how to utilize Cordero Patterson. He was a threat through the air and on the ground. He rushed for 618 yards, caught 52 passes for 548 yards and scored 11 total touchdowns. He did kind of have a pretty steep fall off towards the end of the season. But I mean, we probably should have seen that coming from a 30-year-old who's basically taking on the largest workload of his career. I feel like heading into free agency, the best case scenario would be for him re-signing with the Falcons because I mean, he's been in the league forever. Teams have not been able to unlock you know these dual threat capabilities as a rusher and a receiver. The Falcons were able to do it. So I feel like the safest option Just he re-signs with the Falcons, you know, gets a decent amount of touches, and then they can use him effectively just like they did in 2021. Now let's move on to Rashad Penny, who I think is probably one of the most intriguing fantasy football free agents. He was a first round pick in 2018. And when he's been on the field, Rashad Penny has produced. The problem is he just has not been healthy enough to really establish himself as the RB1 for the Seahawks. Rashad Penny has appeared in only 35 of his 36 potential games. So he has missed 30 games with injury, only played in 35. But after Penny returned from injury in 2021 with Chris Carson out, you know, for the season with that neck thing, he just went on an absolute tear over the last five weeks. He averaged 22 points per game. And so it'll be interesting to see what Seattle does this off season. If we remember last year, they signed Carson to a two-year contract. So it looked like he was gonna be kind of the workhorse guy. He only appeared in four games in 2021. So if the Seahawks do retain Penny, I wouldn't be surprised if he operates as the RB1, but I could also see it kind of playing out as a committee with limited upside because Seattle doesn't really get these guys super involved in the receiving game. So, you know, maybe they move on from Carson, release him, not really sure how that cap situation is going to work out. But if Rashad Penny can be the RB1 with not a lot of competition, I mean, we showed how dominant he could be towards the end of the season. Another player who has struggled with injuries is Raheem Mostert, and I kind of feel like this is a tough spot for him entering free agency. He's coming off of a torn ACL, you know, tore that in the first game of the season when it kind of looked like he was going to be the RB1. He is turning 30 in April and is a player who is reliant on his speed and athleticism. Not a great combination with all those things. You know, we've 100% seen flashes out of Raheem Mostert, most notably his 220-yard four-touchdown game against the Packers in the playoffs. But I do think it's probably a situation where he's gonna have to prove himself in a crowded backfield. You know, maybe the Niners bring him back, but I doubt any team is gonna roll out their roster with Raheem Mostert as their RB1. Same thing kind of applies here with Ronald Jones. And I think I'm probably lower on Rojo than consensus. You know, I do honestly think he's one of the best pure runners in this free agency class. I actually think most people would agree just from a pure running standpoint that he was actually better than his backfield mate, Leonard Fournette. But I mean, basically everywhere else, you know, every other, you know, thing a running back has to do, Rojo just seems to be lost. He's really shown no competency in the receiving game. He's a brutal blocker. That's really why, you know, the Bucs weren't able to roll him out there because he would just whiff on blocks. Get Brady hit, you know, Brady would have to get it away quickly. Not a good recipe. And then also, he just kind of generally lacks awareness on the field. I could see him securing a role in a committee as like an early down grinder, getting some of those first, second down opportunities, but I just don't see a ton of upside, you know, kind of blossoming from that role. Now, another guy who's probably going to be in a committee, Sony Michelle. When he was given opportunities in 2021, Michelle did produce. You know, he put up multiple 20 point games and saw double digit carries five times in the regular season. I do think he's going to be filling in as like a solid RB2 committee member or like a solid handcuff heading into 2022. Not sure if the Rams are going to retain him. You know, they have Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, so he will probably move on or just be buried on the Rams depth chart. And then the final running back I'm going to be talking about today JD McKissick. I would assume that most people want to see JD McKissick move on from Washington so we can finally see Antonio Gibson operate as the workhorse. I'd expect McKissick to have a decent market in free agency because he's proven to be a very you know, relevant receiving option with Washington. Apparently Washington does have some intention to bring him back. Really wouldn't love that because I do just want to see Gibson get the three down work because we know he is a solid receiver but I feel like he's going to be one of these options no matter where he goes. You know, If he signs with the team, they obviously have a plan to get him involved as a receiving back. So he's going to be a guy you know, who has RB2 upside if the starter goes down and is someone who's probably going to be like an RB3 on a week-to-week basis because he does have that role in the receiving game. And that is going to wrap it up for the top running back free agents. If you guys stuck around till the end of this video, please just do me a huge favor, hit that like button, and subscribe to the channel. I'm gonna be posting the top free agent tight ends in a few days, so stay tuned for all that. Thank you guys so much, and I'll see you in the next one.